This is Miller's Edge on Tide Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. Friday, everybody. Welcome into the Miller's Edge on the Tide 100.9, a.m. WTBC. Hope you are doing well. Everybody working for the weekend. And that's what we do, too, as well. Looking forward to another great uh, bunch of games of college football. Going to be a great day uh, to sit back, relax on the old porch, light a nice cigar up for R&R cigars, you know what I mean? And relax at the recliner, big screen TV. If you're in the bourbon, they got all that. The nice drinks, the best drinks in town. As we always tell you, drink responsibly. You're heading over there, 6th Street, 2703 6th Street with Reagan and Randy. A great weekend of college games on the docket. Alabama hits the road tonight or this afternoon Lexington, Kentucky to take on an SEC East team. The Wildcats are trying to, uh, a lot of people using that word, upset alert and all this stuff. I'm not buying that, but, but it should be a good, tough physical game. Uh, for the Tides, they take on uh, Kentucky. A lot of other good games on Miss at Georgia is going to be a really, really good football game. And also Missouri and Tennessee. So a lot of great football games this week within the SEC conference happening this Saturday. We'll take your predictions on the Tide, Kentucky, 205-342-9904. It is the number for you to dial in and give us your score prediction uh, with Alabama and Kentucky. And by the way, I'm, I'm on the campus of the University of South Carolina. They're getting ready to uh, play Vanderbilt here in Columbia, a game South Carolina should win. But I'm here for a very special occasion uh, on this Friday. So I just want to just tell you, I'm so proud of my really good uh, Joseph F. Rice, Annie Rice, his wife Lisa Tucker, and Beckett, uh, people that are very special to me uh, today, the School of Law has been renamed in honor of Joseph F. Rice, a $30 million contribution to the School of Law here at the University of South Carolina, one of the best law schools in all of the country. I just finished up the the, um, the service here today, a beautiful service, a beautiful speech by Joe Rice. Again, I'm looking at the name Joseph F. Rice School of Law. Uh, I know something that uh, him and his family are very, very proud of. He graduated Back in the 70s here at the University of South Carolina, a great, great supporter of South Carolina football in every sport here at the university. So I want to just shout out my friends, Joseph F. Rice, Lisa, Annie, Tucker, and Beckett. Uh, great family, great friends of mine. And uh, congratulations, Joe, on uh, a job well done uh, to, to do what you did, $30 million to the School of Law here at the University of South Carolina. So I want to get that out the way. One more a little announcement. Happy birthday. To my lovely wife, Missy Miller, that celebrated her birthday today. So, um, Lord bless her. I'm looking forward to spending time with her today. She celebrates her birthday. So, happy birthday to the wife, Missy Miller. That being said, to the studios, Christian, Noah behind the glass, we got you here on Prediction Friday. Let's talk about, let's break down this game and uh, talk about the keys because I think this is a game, one of those games that you really have to pay attention. Not that Alabama is on any type of upset alert, but when you're coming off a big win, when that, that game was so emotional, right, people were predicting you to lose that game, 
and you put so much in a game like last week against LSU, and now you got to come back and go on the road. Now, you don't have the fan base, 105,000 screaming. You go on the enemy territory, and to take on a team who's not a bad team, Christian, I don't want to call it an upset alert, but if you're Nick Saban, you definitely bringing this message out, I'm assuming, across to your players and your coaches in this locker room that this is the type of game you have to be careful. We don't call it a trap game. We don't call it upset alert. But it's definitely a game that you better be ready to play because this is the type of game that can sneak on you. You look at, sneak up on you, and then in the fourth quarter, you look around, you know, that, that score is closer than you thought. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing, though. I feel like we... We always say this about, you know, Alabama facing teams that are decent football teams and they go on the road. It's always like, oh, well, you got to be careful. They're on upset. I mean, any team technically can be on upset alert, right? I think it's just a narrative with Alabama. And by the way, we've got two checks in the studio, too. So we, we're, uh, we're hanging out. We're having a little party here. Noah behind the glass. I think I see Justin hanging out back there, too. So yeah, that, appreciate that. Yeah, sir. There I we like go. the effects. I know. I know. It's Justin Jones. What's up, Justin Jones? <laughs> Justin just skedaddled. He went to go get brick and spoon with Gary Harris. Oh, well, I can't, I can't uh, wait. Oh, how nice. <laughs> That must be nice. But, yeah, no, I mean, look, when you talk about Alabama, look, it's always, are they on upset alert? Honestly, personally, I don't I don't believe that. I get that it's going to be a good challenge. Again, a solid Kentucky football team, you're on the road. Anytime you play Alabama, you're going to get that other team's best. Like, that's how it is, you know. And so Alabama has to be prepared for that, and I'm sure they are. That's why Coach Saban made a point to, to point out that, hey, we've got to, we know we're facing a physical team. We've got to practice physicality and practice. So they've been doing the things that they need to do to prepare for this game. And that's what makes Alabama so successful is that they take each game and each week, one game or one week at a time. They focus on what needs to be done that week in preparation to be successful. And that's exactly what they're doing. So to answer your question, I don't, I don't think it's an upset alert. I think it'll, it will be a good challenge. Um, but I ultimately think the way that Alabama has been playing recently, as long as they continue that, and they keep riding that momentum. They're in good hands. And then you got Chattanooga at home, right? You get to come home, and hopefully that's a a blowout game where we get to see some of these other guys get in there and rest up some of these starters as we, you know, go to Auburn the following week because you know that's going to be <clears throat> it's going to be what it is, right? Auburn doesn't look very good this year, but anytime you go play in the Plains, there's always some weird stuff that happens, and you know that's a very tough place to play as well. But um, starting with this game right here, you know, I think Alabama's going to go take care of business. And uh, I hope they just keep riding that momentum because they're playing some really good football, right? I think the biggest thing is that they stopped the run. Ray Davis is a really good running back for Kentucky. Um, their quarterback's been playing better, but they're a physical team. So got to dominate up front um, and just out-physical those guys and be composed on the road because you know it's going to be it's going to be a good hostile environment. But as long as we protect the football and play our game, I think we're in good hands. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, I mean, Alabama should win this game. But again, we understand how these things work. You're talking about Alabama, the A, you know, when they go to another place, everybody to see them. Everybody want to see the GOAT, Dick Saban. Everybody is going to get up. I mean, they're going to play above what they normally are, right? Every team does. That's why when I tell people all the time, listen, everybody's going to play Alabama tough, physical, their energy is going to be high because it's Alabama. Yep. And everybody hoping that they can have a situation where they can storm the field, right? Alabama fans don't storm the field Never. when they win big, right? But if Kentucky wins, you best believe they will storm this field. And ESPN, they, they love to show it. It's going to be their bump shot. It's going to be their mid shot. They're going to be their end shot. That's what they look, they're looking for, right? So what I'm saying to you is Kentucky is a, a six wing team, six win team thus far, right? Six and three. Kentucky has some nice pieces. Mark Stoops does a nice job coaching. They always are physical. They always have good trench play. That's been their M.O. for a while. But when it comes to skilled guys, the quarterback, Devin Leary, the transfer from NC State, is okay. I mean, he's not some great quarterback. He's, he's not a guy that, like we've seen last week, right? But he's okay. But what I'm telling you is, their play is going to elevate. They're going to play at another level than what you've been accustomed to seeing just because of Alabama. And if you're not ready to match that energy, if you're not ready to, to match that type of momentum, you can find yourself in bad, in a bad position. Now, I don't think Alabama would be at that. I'm hoping that their mindset is about their goal. 
I'm hoping that their mindset is about winning and and being done with the SEC West. Like they have an opportunity to celebrate in their own right on tomorrow early afternoon. It's a high noon game. They have a chance three and a half hours later to say, hey, we are the SEC West champions. They got this opportunity to that should be their mindset. That should be their goal. Right? And so hopefully we see that fire. Hopefully hopefully we see a team that's not overconfident. Hopefully we see a team that's still feel like they're hungry, like they got something to prove. Yep. Hopefully we'll see a team that feels like, you know what? We are still disrespected because I like that team. I like that version of Alabama football. Because if not, then you can, you can be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A lull? Is that the right word I'm saying? When you just sit there and you're thinking, hey, we can just show up and win the game? Complacent. Complacency can set in. I mean, so hopefully the drive to get to Atlanta, the drive to be a part of the college football playoffs. Yeah, we don't like looking down the road, but I think this, you have to look at every game now like it's a playoff game. You are, you, you, you know, we know you're going to be judged, right? You're going to be judged not just by winning. Winning 20, 15, 24, 16 is not going to be sexy enough for the committee. So their focus should be going on the road against a winning team because strength of records, things like that. They measure all this stuff. This is a team with a winning record in the SEC. The Alabama mindset has to be Christian and CJ two checks to go down there and destroy. Go down there and make a statement, not just win, but to go down there and make a statement to college football, to Boo Corrigan and all of the committee that we're better than Texas, even though we lost. We're better than Oregon. We're better than all these in Washington. That Alabama is a team that you don't want to see right now at this time of the season. That should be their heart. That should be their mindset. It should, yeah. I mean, because you know the the jury's going to be watching. And but let me ask you a question real quick. I mean, Boo Corrigan. Where does Boo come from? Like, what does that stand for? Do you know? That's his name, Boo. It's just it's just Boo. I don't know what is real. You have to Google it. I mean, you can Google no, 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 it. And, no, no, no. Um, I was curious. I don't know. That's why I was asking. I mean, I didn't know if it was short or if it was a nickname. I mean, probably definitely is a nickname or something, but just was curious. Never. I don't think I've ever met. I, I know a bow. Well, you know, know there's a, a bow. <laughs> I don't know. We got a, we got a boo <laughs> coach here at South Carolina. A oh, question really? coach named Boo Major. Well, that's Ooh. a great name, right? Boo Major. That's nice. There was a golfer that was named Boo uh, Weekly. I think his name Boo was a Weekly. Um, y'all couldn't so get creative. Like, that that would y'all didn't want to get creative with our names. Christian Corey Jr. I love I love my name. Don't Dude. get me wrong, but I actually like my name. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy my name. I'm saying, I, mean, I feel like I, feel like I was creative with name. CJ's name. He's got my name. I can't get any better than I that. Kind of like so being creative. A, a junior, even though I, I went a different route. Yeah. Well, I know we got calls, but real quick, see, Christian uh, was, I mean, excuse me, CJ was supposed to be a girl, we thought. Yep. <laughs> and and CJ had a girl name that we already had came up with a real beautiful name that I can't even remember right yeah, now. Ashley, 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 Ashley Nicole. Nicole. Ashley Nicole was that supposed like to be. That stage name. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll get rid of, maybe I'll get rid of two checks and start going by Ashley Nicole. So Ashley Nicole, it was supposed to be CJ's name, right? So, true story. And so, your mom and I, we like, we love Ashley Nicole. We started getting the room pink and all of this stuff, buying people, giving us gifts. And um, with the little girl, you know, dresses and things. And so, I started praying, like, I, I, you know, I want. I mean, I'd like, love to have a girl at some point, but you know, every man wants a boy to first go around. So I was just <laughs> just praying. You know, I want a little boy to play football. Uh, you know, and the doctor was totally confused, and I think I almost passed out in the, in the delivery room. By the way, <laughs> so I was there coaching your mom, and then the doctor was like, "Hey, it's a boy." Because <laughs> I already had the Corey Junior CJ because my dad called me CJ, so wait, was, I already wait, had that for. It was that last minute. Wait, wait, wait. When when did yeah, you? Yeah, it was the last they minute. Found out when I came out. When no, I came no, out. it wasn't when you came out, was yeah. it? No, nah, yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, they, I had a flap of skin. Okay, I mean we don't have to go into I, too I much to detail. Get, I <laughs> <laughs> 
I came out and they're like, yeah, that's a boy right there. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. God does answer prayer. Let me tell you, that, answer that, that prayer. Impressive, though. I didn't know it was yeah. like, at, in the moment. I thought it was like, you know, no, we didn't know until he came out. I'm telling you, the whole room was was pink. <laughs> but I was I like, how many it's a boy. Everybody and he didn't was, say that they see, you know, you do the little ultrasound. He's like, yeah, that's a girl. I'm sure. We're confident. Yeah, yeah. This no. daughter had no idea what he was talking about. I, I guess I had a joke, but I wasn't going to go there. No, no, no. no, 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 no. But, no but Miller says extra. <laughs> we'll save that for the extra. Okay, yeah. Speaking of that, make sure you go subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Miller's Edge on YouTube. If you haven't already, where we go live. On Thursdays, we missed last night. We had some stuff come up, but we do our post-game show over there. But also follow us on all social media platforms as well. You can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff, at the Miller's Edge. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to detour, but you're right, we do have callers. But I'll, I wanted to throw this out there, too, um, and we can try to talk about it next break. But did you catch anything about the whole Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss lawsuit and I that. saw a little bit, but I, I, I didn't read into it. Yeah, you can definitely. Um, I'll let you read up on it during the break. But we can uh, we can head to the phone lines if you want. But we got Tommy on Rom from Romless hanging out. Yeah, get Tommy, and then um, I'm gonna read this and uh, check out what's what's happening here. Yeah, it's definitely very. Okay, from Romless on a football Friday prediction Friday, you lead us off, my friend. Welcome in. How y'all today? Doing well, Tommy. How are you? Well, good. I want you to take your wife out to a nice steak dinner tonight. No tacos and no nachos like we had last Friday. That was a good meal and no hangover <laughs> or hamburger, okay? That kind of give a bad connotation. <laughs> what, are, what are you trying to say, Tommy? I mean, I'm not oh, a cheapskate, man. I mean, I, you know. No, 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 no. I I'm not. I'm not I, She's a nice lady. I was honored to meet her. I'm, you know. No, I was just cutting up. Um, you can't get no well, what about fun, can't, so what I can't about, offer you that. So you make me look like a cheapskate now. Jeez. <laughs> so I don't know. Guys. I'll take it somewhere nice. I'm going to take it somewhere where I get a discount. And yeah, free, I don't blame Or something like that. I hope she's not listening. We won't tell her you get a discount. No, no. <laughs> uh, have a bad. What's your score prediction, man? What, what does the Tide need to do to secure this win this weekend? I'm gonna say thirty-four to thirteen. Alabama just need to play Alabama football. Yep. But put all this noise in the thing. I got on your other buddy Ryan C. Fowler. I'm like, why y'all jump in the Auburn game and Georgia game? Somebody called and said, "Oh, Brock Bauer going to play Saturday." I'm like, who cares? My job is to beat Tennessee. I asked him a question. I called Ryan Fowler, a politician. I said. How many SEC games did we win last year? We won six. Mm. And he said, I asked him how many we won this year. He said, we're undefeated. I'm like, you're not answering my question. How many games have we won? He wouldn't answer. He said, we're undefeated. I said, we need to get that seventh win to win the West. We win the West. We put that behind us. And we can focus on our other guy. He said, you just don't ever look ahead. I said, oh, I do. I got me a little map, a little chart in my barn. I got a big, nice barn. that I got goals for the football team. And I looked up. I checked them off. But I don't get ahead of myself. I don't go from A, point A, to point H. You got to do B, C, D, and E to get to that point. That's so, right. you know, I'm a boring person. I know. I'm no. probably one of the most boring in ever because, you know, I don't look ahead. And he asked me the sixty-four thousand dollars question. We win this Saturday, and we look ahead past Chattanooga. I went, no. He said, why? I said, that give us a tenth win. We'll set a record for us, like the thirty-ninth time or fortieth time we have won ten games in a season in the history of Alabama football, and for the sixteenth straight year, nobody else has done that. You get the monkey off your back. You get to go to bang. Then we go to Auburn to win the Iron Bowl. The state right. You know what the most important thing about that game this year is? If Alabama win, they get number 5-0 on Auburn. I said, that goes. You can put it in perspective, and that's what I do. So. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, Tommy. That, I mean, yeah. I'm, you know me. I'm, I'm Mr. Take it one day at a time, one game at a time. Be where your feet are. I guess Coach Saban has that so ingrained in me. I mean, I carry that to this day. But there's nothing wrong with that. That's the, In my opinion, that's the right approach because it's always when you start looking ahead or – putting your energy elsewhere when you're not 
then the, when you do that, you're not putting all your focus and energy where you could right now to give you yourself the best chance to be successful in that current moment. So I'm with you. Yeah. When you build the trophy case, you build it one brick at a time. Then when you put the trophy in, it all comes together. That's right. I love love the logic and wisdom from you, Tommy. I appreciate that. Well, thank you, sir. He's full of wisdom, that's for sure. He is. He's full of wisdom. You know you know a thing or two, don't you, Tommy? <laughs> I love them. I love them. Well, we appreciate you, Tommy, and uh, look All forward right. to seeing you next Friday or the last Friday at Buffalo's Cafe in Midtown Village. So if you can come, we'd be glad to hang out one last time as we wrap up uh, this football season at Buffalo's Cafe. That's my go. I'm planning to go there. Coming next Friday. I'll see y'all guys. Sounds good. All right, Tommy. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Alabama rolling over Kentucky. Tommy got them at 34-13. That's the kind of score prediction I like. What say you? 205-342-9904. Don't forget, we're sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store. They are America's art support experts. Go to Midtown Village and check out Douglas and his team. They'll take care of you, man. They'll get you right. If your dogs are barking... They'll put a little quietness to your feet by those inserts. So go check Douglas and the gang out and take care of you at Midtown Village. 205-342-9904, the number call us in. Don't forget to download this app, Tide 100.9. You can ask your questions on there. Yesterday we had a couple of great questions. You also can leave a uh, voice question on there if you would like. So download that app. It is F-R-E-E. The best four-letter word in the dictionary. <laughs> free. <F-R-E-E. laughs> free. We like free. So download it up. All right, hit a break. Come back. Your, more, your phone calls, more of your score predictions. And Christian will tell you about Lane Kiffin is in the news. And Ole Miss, um, I'm reading this. It's a little disturbing, to be honest with you. So we'll talk about that as well as more score predictions on the flip side of the break. This is the Miller's Edge, the pastor paying Christian Miller two checks. Noah, not the one that built the ark, but Noah, the producer. We're hanging out. We'll be back in a moment. (laughs) I was diagnosed with breast cancer last year. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy and cool with periods of rain this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 67. Tonight's low, 52. Very cool over the weekend. Cloudy with some rain at times tomorrow and Sunday. Highs between 58 and 61. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Five three four two ninety nine zero four. That's the number to call in to give your score predictions. Here on the prediction Friday in the Middle's Edge on the Tide one hundred point nine. Don't forget twelve thirty a.m. WTBC. We're hanging out here on a lovely Friday. I know I just heard the weather guy said sixty degrees in Tuscaloosa, seventy degrees here in Columbia, South Carolina. Wonderful day. Hope you're ready for the weekend. What will the Tide do? What do they need to do to secure this win? Not just to win this ball game, but to make a statement. I feel like this needs to be a statement game real quick. My keys to this football game is, again, to dominate the line of scrimmage, to continue to run the football effectively like they did last week. That means Rowe should have another 100-yard game on the ground. And when he's able to do that, you know what? Those running backs, three, four-headed monster in the backfield, they're going to get loose. I love the aggression of the offensive line. I thought they were very physical. I even saw Caden Proctor out there, Caden Proctor out there on the perimeter uh, pulling. He looked very fast and fluid. Uh, made some really aggressive blocks on the perimeter. Did better at protecting the quarterback. They had two sacks in the ball game, but again, those I put on Jalen Miro for holding the ball too long. So I thought the offensive line did a magnificent job. They need to continue that. Kentucky's physical in the trenches, so it'll be a really good matchup. But establish the running game. Don't turn the football over. That's always key when you're on the road, protecting the ball. Don't give them those uh, momentum boosters, so protect the football. And uh, defensively, continue to do what you do. I think they'll have a uh, great opportunity to pick some balls off this ball game. I think Devin Leary will give you some, and that's called by, by pressure. So putting pressure 
on the quarterback. So I think the defense is in, in, in great shape and uh really love how they're playing football right now. But the biggest thing, guys, I'm looking forward to see is will Tommy Reese continue the um, play calling the way he did last week, evolving and taking that number two sharp pencil out, man, and drawing up some more creative plays. Uh, I think, you know, that was beautiful last week. I applaud him. Uh, what he, what he did, how he changed, and hopefully that will continue, uh, this weekend at Kentucky. I agree. I mean, just echoing all that, you're right. I mean, they, they've got to win the turnover battle. You know, Kentucky's done a nice job forcing some turnovers. Um, they have a, uh, one of their guys on their defense has like five interceptions on the year, I believe. I think he's leading the SEC. So that's going to be key. Dominating line of scrimmage. They're a physical football team. We want to establish that run like we were able to do last week. Uh, so you're right, dominating line of scrimmage on both sides is going to be uh, imperative because they also have a pretty good uh, running game, which they like to run through. But um, I really I think that's about it. It's about as simple as it gets, right? That and just playing with, you know, poise and composure on the road. Don't, you know, make it too big uh, of a moment. Just go out there and play to your standard and, and, and play the, the type of winning football that you've been playing in recent weeks. And uh, everything will take care of itself. Um, did you did you get a chance to read that, that Lane Kiffin article? Do you still want to go there or you want to keep it? Well, let's take, uh, I think we have Ellis on the phone. Let's go ahead and get his prediction out. And let's definitely, I want to talk about it because I think it's intriguing. I've read through some of the, the article, but let's, uh, let's take another call. My man Ellis, you know, he's got a great prediction. You know, he's fired up. I wonder if he's making a trip to Lexington. Ellis, my man, you're up next here on the Miller's Edge. Go right ahead. How y'all doing this morning, fellas? And evening. Excellent day. Um, no, I'm not going to be able to go to Lexington because I've got to move my little mother to uh, Alabama this weekend. So nice. I'm going to have to listen. I'm going to have to listen to the Alabama game on the app. There you go. Yeah, can't go wrong with that. Uh, get to listen to it. I'm at least going to get to listen to it. But uh, uh, I plan on, uh, you know, as I, as I told y'all before, I'm a my own boss, so since it's going to be the last home game and y'all are going to be the last time being at uh, Buffalo there, I think I'm just going to tell my boss that uh, I'm taking off next Friday. I think that sounds like a plan, Ellis. (laughs) (laughs) Tell your boss, tell your boss, listen, boss, hey, boss, this is what I'm getting ready to do. Not work, okay? I'm getting ready to go watch and that'll be that'll be every I've been to every home game this year, every one of them. So, uh, love to hear it. Amazing Alice. to get to, get to do it. Uh, God's bless God's blessed me with uh, a way to go, and I'm thankful for that. And it, uh, now I hate it that the season's over with, but uh, I think we're gonna uh, do some. Business tomorrow, I think the score is going to be 42 to 17. Nice. I like that. I like that yeah. a lot. Uh, that's a good that's, okay. that's That's what the type of win Ellis they need, right? That's the type of win that when the committee looks at it, you go on the road against a team that has a winning record in your conference and win like that, that's, it makes a statement, right? It makes a statement. That's, that's why I'm like, they have to be, yeah, and they need to be so focused on that. I mean, because they are in contention. They're in a great position to, of course, get to the SEC, but keep winning, right? If they lose, forget the college football playoffs. So they got every week for Alabama, and it's been that way since Texas. Every week, you in playoff mode. So I'm, I'm hoping that they take that playoff mode mentality on the road to Lexington. I go ahead and tell you, if, if Texas, uh, Texas wouldn't want to play us again, not right now. No. And I hope I hope, I hope Digger's listening, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because they, did, they do not want to play us right now. So. Definitely not. Uh, we, no. we, we that's, that and that's why I – and this is why I said this. People think I'm crazy, right? And, you know, Kirk Herstreet, whom, whom I had great respect for. But when I look at this whole thing, right, when you schedule a, a tough – opponent early in the season, like Alabama did with Texas, and they lost, right? It wasn't no blowout game. Now, they got an extra score at the end in the fourth quarter. It made it look worse than what it was. Well, those are double-digit 
scoreboard at the end. Alabama had the lead there going into the fourth, I believe. So even the, though this team didn't play their best football, they're still trying to figure things out, right? So if yeah. they say both of these teams went out, I think the committee has to look at it because your goal is to get the best, in all caps, best four teams. So I can look at a team that maybe lost early in the season to another team, and but watching these two teams now, and can say Alabama is a better team. Yes, I know Texas beat them, but that doesn't mean that they are the best team. Virginia Tech beat Ohio State. Remember that year? Might have been 14. Yeah. Virginia Tech beat Ohio State early in the season. Does that mean Virginia Tech is a better team 10 weeks later than no. Ohio State? No, they weren't. So no. my point is, you beat a team doesn't mean that you are better than said team and that you are deserving to be in the top four teams in the country. I don't buy that logic. I don't. Because I look at, I test means a lot, and I look at the trajectory of the team. And then I might throw in strength of record and resume. So I, I think Alabama's in good shape. They may not measure Alabama against Texas if they went out. Both teams went out. I think it's going to be measured against uh, Oregon. It's going to be measured against Washington. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State has to play each other. So, one of the, so Alabama, regardless... I still agree that they control their own destiny because all of those teams don't have to play. That's in front of them. Going to have to play each other. Somebody's going to lose. Alabama's going to move up. We're going to move up, and we're going to make a statement tomorrow. I believe it, bro. Right. The Alabama well, way. Uh, looking forward to uh, being down there uh, next weekend, though. And, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a party, man. Party at Buffalo. Yeah, so that'll make it a party. Yeah. The last home game. Yeah, we might have some dancing and music. We have two checks and that spinning wheels. You know, there might be some line dancing. Do you do any line dancing, Ellis? Uh, no, but I think Tommy knows how. <laughs> Tommy knows. <laughs> oh. oh, no. I don't Tommy know knows how. <laughs> Wait a minute, I would be, I, that's something I would pay to see. I would pay to see Tommy line dance. I love Tommy to dance. He's a good man. Nah, all you guys are great people. We appreciate all the support, man. Listen, I did some of the line dance on that event last night, and um, my ankle was hurting. My bone spurs, you know, flared up on me a little bit. But I went out there and did the old Fred Sanford on them. I hit him with the Fred Sanford. <laughs> I hit it with you, Tommy. You got a you, you big Tommy move, Ellis. I rocked the house, man. I rocked the house. Good, good deal, good deal. <laughs> but uh, y'all have an awesome weekend, and uh, we we'll look forward to uh, seeing y'all next next Friday. Sounds good. Sounds good. Safe travel with your mother, moving her and all that good stuff. I pray that. Uh, Everything goes well with that. 205-342-9904. Yes, sir. 9904, the last four digits. Um, go ahead, Christian. Go ahead and um, fill us in on the whole Lane Kiffin thing because this is kind of crazy to me. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I just was reading up on it uh, yesterday, and basically there's an audio of a heated exchange between Lane Kiffin and an old Miss football player, Santo Rollins, that had been, um, I guess, released, leaked, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, leaked, I'd probably say. And I guess pretty much the backstory on it is this defensive tackle DeSanto Rollins of Ole Miss is suing uh, Ole Miss. Um, He's seeking $10 million in compensatory damages and $30 million in punitive damages uh, because he claims he was not supported through his depression the way white and female athletes have been at Ole Miss. But basically the audio was Lane Kiffin I mean, kind of ripping him a new one uh, because can we something that we can we play it? Uh, you know, it's it's there's I a lot of I guess Noah. maybe Noah can listen to it during the break and see, but it might it might be a little uh, might, there's a lot of expletives, or, you know. But but basically, uh, the backstory is the this football player. Um, I guess in February he had met with Kiffin. And Kiffin had told him, you know, he was going to move from defensive tackle to the scout team's offensive line because he wouldn't transfer. And it was at that moment um, that he asked Kiffin, was it a choice or a command? And 
basically Kevin told him if he didn't like it, then he should quit. And that's when Rollins said that he was going to take a mental break, right? Fast forward uh, to March 21. This is that's the only time they met after that February 27 meeting. So almost a whole month, right? About three weeks, I believe. Um, there was no communication, right? I mean, Rollins hadn't met with anybody. I don't think he spoke with anybody. Uh, Ole Miss and, and those representatives kept reaching out to him, trying to get him to meet with Coach Kiffin. He wanted to see him, talk to him. Uh, but Rollins didn't show up or didn't respond, I don't even think. And so that's where you fast forward to this meeting, and that's where the audio was leaked where I guess Rollins kind of secretly recorded him. And you hear Kiffin on there basically saying, you know, you have a head coach. This is a job. You know, if I have it, mental health issues, you know, I'm not diminishing them, but I can't just not show up and not talk to my boss. Uh, basically, he's asking him, like, you know, what world do you live in where you think it's okay? I don't care what your, your mother says. Uh, what what real world do you live in, right? You got to show up to work. You can't just, you know, go ghost and, and then just basically claim it was mental health related, right? So this is my thing, right, on this whole Situation. I want to preface by saying mental health is a very real and valid thing, and no one should ever be ashamed to deal with it or reach out, right? You're human. It's okay to not be okay, and trust me, you're not alone. So I urge anybody out there that's actually struggling to reach out so you can receive that proper help. With that being said, even when dealing with a difficult situation like mental health or a difficult time in your life, it's imperative that you communicate appropriately and effectively you can't just go AWOL or go ghost on an organization or your teammates, or your colleagues uh, for weeks and then just expect for things to really go well, right? That's just not how you go about it. Um, if he truly was dealing with something mental health related, uh, which, again, is extremely genuine and valid, he should have properly communicated that uh, to the best of his ability, even though there's probably times if people are dealing with some mental health things that it probably is hard to reach out or communicate. But you have to do your best. You have to make that decision, right? You have to you have to do it. And um if you communicate properly, then you'll receive the necessary treatment and resources at that university or uh, your your job, profession, whoever, your family, whatever. Um, you can receive the necessary treatment and resources from those people that they can offer and, and get you the help that you need. But with that being said, I do have a few concerns with this situation, right, um, just because of the context, right? I, I kind of question the timing, and I'm not trying to be the guy that's, you know, dismissing anything he's saying, right? But what I'm saying is you talk about – they had a meeting where he was being moved to the scout team at a different position. And then that's when this kind of, you know, he kind of basically said, I'm going to take a mental, like a mental break. Um, and then secretly recording that conversation and, le- and that being leaked. Um, it just kind of, it, it does kind of make you question some things. And I hate to be like that, but it just does. And then not responding to anybody. I mean, I, I just know personally, if I feel like I had a lot going on, um, which I definitely have. I've been in, in situations where I always communicate, right? I mean, especially, you know, when you're on scholarship or you have a job, I mean, you have to communicate things. Like, it's okay if there's something going wrong or going, if there's an issue, right? But you have to communicate. You can't just not respond or not communicate to anybody for weeks and then just expect things to go well, um, right? So I, I feel in this situation, the other thing was a lot of people were upset with kind of the rhetoric Lane was using. It was a little, it was very harsh, not a little, it was very harsh. I think he could have been a little more professional, but listening to it sounded like he was just very upset with the whole situation, almost as if like, man, I've been trying to reach out over and over. You've, you've avoided me. I get it. it might not have been easy for the, the player to communicate or talk to him, but you have to, you have to step up and do your part. You can't just ignore and avoid everybody for weeks like that, especially in this situation. So I'll just finish by saying, um, again, if anybody, and I'm not saying this is the case, but if anybody ever is exploiting mental health or using that and hiding behind that or using that to, you know, in a, in a, in a way they shouldn't be right, you're discrediting and invalidating the millions of people that actually struggle with mental health issues. Right. And that's disgusting. And that's unacceptable. And I'm not saying that's what he's doing. But there's times that that has been the case just because it is a newer term and people talk about it a lot. And there's probably a lot of people that don't necessarily understand it. And so they say things and they're harsh about kids that actually are dealing with stuff or people. Right. And so I just pray this isn't that situation, because if it is, that's disgusting. And it's discrediting the people that actually do probably need help and that actually are struggling. And it makes people even more hesitant to speak up or apprehensive. So with that being said, this was just very interesting to me reading up. I mean, 
And again, I don't know everything. I mean, I'm just reading that, reading it at a surface level, but there's just different things that I, so I, I guess what I'm saying is I kind of fall in the middle. I, like if the guy, if the guy really was dealing with something, he just needed to communicate effectively, right? Cause mental health is very real and it needs to be respected. However, you can't just go ghost and not communicate to anybody. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. But I, a lot of people had a lot of, a lot of things to say on it. It's definitely a very interesting topic. Hey, there's no doubt about it. Uh, we've gone past a thing. I do need to hit a break, but I do. I have some thoughts on that. I do have some thoughts on, uh, to say about that, and Noah has these sounds. So when we come back, we'll continue to take your score predictions. We'll listen to this audio, and uh, again, we warn you that it might be a little graphic, but we got some beeps in there, so we're good to go. We'll play that. This is Lane Kiffin, former office coordinator for the Crimson Tide, head coach at Ole Miss. And what do you think about it after you hear it? I want to know, because this is a hot topic now when it comes to mental health and app. Big, big topic. We'll discuss. This is the Middle's Edge on the Tide, 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. More of your phone calls, more predictions, and we had the audio from Lane Kiffin and Player about this mental health situation. Back in a moment. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Are you tired? From our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here working hard for you in an effort to provide you with excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education, and excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. If you would have come here, when you kept getting messages, the head coach wants to talk to you, and you saying, I'm not ready to talk to him. I wasn't. Well, what the world do you live in? I don't see why you gotta be disrespectful. Honestly. Get out of here. Go, go. You're off the team. You're done. See ya. See ya. Because I'm. See ya. Go, go. And guess what? We can kick you off the team. So go read your rights about mental health. We can kick you off the team for not showing up when the head coach has to meet with you and you don't show up for weeks. Okay, we can remove you from the team. It's called being the foot. It's called hiding behind. Not showing up to work. Wow. There's uh, Lane Kiffin and the exchange with the player. Listen, I'm kind of with you, Christian. I, you know, I'm definitely sensitive to mental health and what players are subjected to and, and the, the hard times and things that they go through. I think most coaches are sensitive to that. But when you just disappear, if this is true, allegedly the player just left and for weeks never responded, never called back, then I can understand that you show up all of a sudden and you got a mental health situation. Um, I can see how Lane Kevin was angry. I can see why he's upset because he's probably feel like he's getting played some kind of way, especially if they haven't seen any type of situation with this player. Right. Um, but so I think... It's one of those things where Lane Kiffin is put in a bad, bad situation. Could he have spoken differently? Yes. Did he think the player was recording this conversation? Probably not. And that goes back to the whole deal with cell phones and, and when you're in meetings and when you're at the games and locker room and the dancing, people got first thing these kids do is grab their phones. I'm telling you, I've said this before on the show. It's hard to coach college football now. And I can see why some coaches said, you know what, the heck with it. I don't try to go to the NFL, I'm out. Because you have to worry about these types of things. 
You got to worry about being recorded. What you saying to me? What you saying in private one-on-one conversations? I mean, it's almost going to come to a place where you're going to have to tell the players, hey, all the phones, put your phones in the box and we'll give them back to you whenever. Or you can't have your phones in meetings. When you, you know, talk about Coach Saban sometimes seeming a little bit more chill, do you think that has something to do with it? What do you mean? Just like worry, worry that, you know, nowadays the way players perceive things, the way oh, they record you. things, yes. you're on record saying things. Yes. Yeah. That's why I think Coach Saban is different. And that's why you don't see the blow-ups like you used to. Because I'm sure if something was recorded, I can tell you, oh, God, especially when I played, when there was no filter, <laughs> you People would be like, what in the world? I mean, coaches would call you everything but a child of God. Oh, yeah. Right? So I, I had a basketball coach. You're like, you know, you know, like you are just trash. You're a nobody. You're a scum of the earth. Oh, yeah. I had a basketball coach in high school. He would, um, his son was on the team. But whenever somebody would make a mistake, I mean, he would, like, jack us up and curse us out on the bench and um, all kinds of crazy stuff. I remember one game he was cursing one of my teammates out. And uh, one of the parents stood up and was like, hey, you you know, you can't talk to him like that. And he looked at the parent. And he was like, well, you can shut the F up, too. And that, I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, but these nuts. conversations, like that conversation didn't bother me, what I just heard. But I know for a lot of people, they're going, what in the world? I mean, we just had the high school coach. I don't know if you guys saw the video. The guy made a mistake coming off the field, and he punched him. He punched <laughs> the kid. <laughs> that, I mean, that's so, insane. Yeah, it's craziness, but... You definitely can't do these things down. That's why I think Coach Saban understands, like, I can't be like I used to be. You I know, agree. Like when he slapped uh, A.J. McCann on the butt so hard, I almost slapped him about 10 rolls up in the stands. I mean, today, if he did that to a player, oh, my God, now you got a lawsuit. Because everybody looking for a come I'm just going to tell you, all, all these players that accused, I mean, well, they, sometimes they might have a case, but a lot of the time, these dudes are trying to get a quick comma. Well, I'm sorry. And, that, and that's why I, I'm, I'm kind of have this stance, because it's just like, are you, you don't show up for weeks, and then when you do show up, you're secretly recording it, and then there's yeah. a lawsuit that falls. Again, I, I want to reiterate, I'm an advocate for mental health, right? And nothing pisses me off more right. is when people dismiss it or anything. So I want to be clear, I'm not dismissing that or saying that's no. what he was doing. But when right. you just see those those details, it's just to me. I'm like, I know firsthand about how it is, right? You just that's not the typical actions or process of somebody that, that needs. You know what I mean? Like that, you don't just go go to so then right. come back and start secretly recording. No, you can't. You can't yeah. be gone three weeks yeah, and they don't have no kind of a little interaction, and that smells stinky to me. And that that means that somebody trying to get a little cheap payout. I'm sorry, bro. The football player Rollins, I think his name is. I, I can't buy you. You're not going to get no money out of this. You can't be gone. I mean, like you said, you can't leave your job. I know you might be having a tough time and struggling mentally, but if you just leave and don't say anything, oh, man. But here's, right. a, here's the thing, get... though. But real quick, though, here's the thing, though. These schools, especially these big schools, Ole Miss, in my opinion, is a bigger school, right? Big SEC school. You know how many resources they have to offer to student-athletes nowadays yeah. specifically for these things? And I've heard yeah. Lane Kiffin even – speak about right. athletes' mental health before, right? So I, I think Listen. this is just a, a very sticky situation, but I, I definitely right. wanted to touch this on guy ain't, this. I ain't buying this, this Kool-Aid from this dude. I'm sorry. You trying to get some money, man. Go get a couple to sit your tail down somewhere. No, I you, mean, you, 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 that, you, just, you just mad because you got benched and put the scout team and here you go. Let me try to cause the situation. Then, then you're going to bring up a race thing, which bothers me too. That's the first thing they've been female, women. That bothers me too when we we make these cases. A lot of times they are the right situation, but a lot of times people that's go wish they shouldn't. But that's a whole other topic for a different day. We got a couple messages here. Noah, we got an interesting uh, one tie 100.9 message. Again, you can download the free app, the favorite word, free app, and uh, ask questions. Go ahead, Noah. Yeah, it says, uh, so, hey, Christian, this is, and, and Corey, this is Dr. Crystal. This behavior is very typical of people that truly suffer from clinical depression. They often disconnect from everybody, including football coaches and teammates. If this guy indeed received a diagnosis of clinical depression, he will win that case, no doubt. The recording was kind of shady, and he knew how Lane would respond. Yeah, and see, I, see look, well, I agree 100% Dr. with Dr. Crystal. Dr. Crystal is a head doctor. Well, she, yeah. she is, and I agree 100% yeah. with her. That's why I said, like, I'm very... 
sensitive to mental health. I'm, I'm an advocate for it. And so if this is definitely one of those situations, that's why I, I preface by saying it's a very real thing. It needs to be respected. It should never be dismissed. So these idiots that sit online and just call people soft without knowing the circumstances, you're an idiot. Right, and I'm gonna clearly say that. Now, if it is a situation where somebody's um, shielding behind it, it, yeah, if somebody's <laughs> shielding, you know, you hiding behind it or, or exploiting, that's another thing. I get that. I agree with you, right? And, I, and trust me, I get it. I know some people are it, it, built different than others, right? They, some people, but, but like she said, clinical depression. Like sometimes when you're dealing with things mentally, it really feels that difficult to do physical things. Like she said, I'm glad Doctor Crystal chimed in. Uh, so that, that was really good stuff. My thing is, even even when you are feeling that bad, though, because, again, I've had my own personal things that I've dealt with, right? You have to be able to, to tell you like, that you have to communicate, right? Because that's where the help is. Even if it's, if it's new to you, you're not familiar with it, and you don't, you, you know, you're almost ashamed to reach out, you have to try to communicate that. But then again, looking at all the little factors, Kind of like, you but know, when you go recording, yeah, no, I, I agree with Dr. Crystal 100%. <laughs> but the fact that if you go in there with a, uh, a notion that I'm going to record because I'm looking for him to say something so I can sue him, I'm, I'm dismissing. I, I, I agree with the clinical side, but but I'm dismissing what he's saying. We got we got a phone call, Chris. Let's take this real quick, and we'll close yeah. up. With, Pat, Pat, we'll give you about 30 seconds before we get out of here. I, I, 45 to 10 I, and, and I perfectly agree with y'all. If he, he wasn't depressed so much that he could, that he knew he was going to record lane, that he was going to record lane. And, and that, that in a nutshell, uh, throws, throws his case out for me. That's fair. I, I get what you're saying because that's that's what throws me off. It's a secretly recording, and in the timing of it, this kind of came about once they you know they move him. He's upset with the, the coaches, and, and then this. You know, that's all I'm saying. So I, I'm with you as well, Pat. In, in a case like yep. this, just out of curiosity, do just real quick, in a case like this, would they look at maybe like phone records or other things he was doing around the time just to see if he was reaching out to other people? Or I mean, really was. Talking like about $40 million, I'm sure they're going to <laughs> yeah. dive in. I'm sure they can find legally. out real quick if he was really not doing much on his phone <laughs> or, or if he was out in the boat. He might have been texting or, about not plans, but like, right. hey, you know, hey, mama, I might. I'll right. record what he says to me this time. But yeah. I, I, again, I don't know. I'm just going off the surface. Technology level, is great nowadays. They'll figure it out. It, it, they'll tell you yeah. the truth. You better we have to watch what you say, man, because you might be on the line. 100%. You know what I'm <laughs> I mean, at least what we do right here, everybody here is anyway on the Tide 100.9, the free app. You hear us on 1230 AM WTBC. And we ain't hiding nothing. It is what it is. So I don't, you know, but now nah, it's just one of them situations where a lot of this stuff is happening today, and I want to be sensitive two folks that have this issue because it is a real thing. It is a thing. And I know people, we say he's soft, he's soft, this and that. These athletes today are under a lot more pressure uh, than what I had in my years of playing because we didn't have social, social media is the cause of all of this stuff and what privy to. That's the reason. I mean, the expectations are so high. I mean, now fans can touch you. Now people can get at you. Now they can at you on X and Facebook and Instagram and you know, the recruiting to all this stuff is a lot of pressure. People are talking about you on TV, all the talk shows now that they're taking personal shots at athletes. I mean, I mean, I love Stephen A. on them, but they, they get too personal sometimes. Shannon, all of them. I mean, you know, it's not, it's beyond the game. So there's a lot of stuff. All right. We got to go. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the game. Hopefully the tide will roll at Kentucky. Other great games as well in the SEC. But be safe this weekend. A football game tonight in Coleman. If you're in Tuscaloosa, right, time to play tonight checks. in Coleman. And two checks right, will be playing. Spending early yep. game. We'll see you guys Monday. Roll Tide. Take care. Be blessed. Roll Tide, guys. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily.